You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, I'm Jay Harwood from the New York Mets. Welcome to our Mets alumni podcast. I had the chance to sit down with the hero of the 1986 World Series, Mookie Wilson, on your 32nd anniversary of your slow rollers that won Game 6 of the 1986 World Series. Take a listen, folks. Right, Jay. Hey, Mookie, I want to wish you a happy anniversary. Ah, uh, same to you. Do you know what you were doing exactly 32 years ago tonight? About this time, I was getting to the ballpark. So your at-bat is probably the most famous at-bat in Mets history. What do you do to celebrate that tonight? Ah, uh, just go down memory lane you know I, I really I don't look at it as a famous at bad I know everyone else does I just look at the moment more than the at bad itself so you know I don't know how to celebrate a good at bad never had me you told me you were having dinner with Bill Buckner is that right I am isn't that kind of crazy after 32 years did you ever think on October 25th 1986 32 years later you'd be having dinner with Bill Buckner it is weird um but uh, Bill and I we stay in contact all year long. So um, when we decided to get together, I really didn't think about it being the anniversary. And I don't think he thought about it, really. Uh, but we're going to have a, a little event that we're going to attend, and then we're probably going to have dinner afterwards. So um, it's kind of ironic, but it was, uh, it's, I think, perfect timing. You and Bill have done other things in the past before, haven't you? Oh, many things. You know, we've done a lot of, uh, a lot of charity work. We've done some Q&As. We've done some little theater work here in Manhattan. We've done a couple commercials together. Uh, we've just become very good friends and kind of business associates, as a matter of speak. You know, do you feel kind of like neglected? You've had a really illustrious career, all-star, a lot of championships. When you think of Mookie Wilson, the slow dribble of the first, you kind of like feel neglected a little bit that all people talk about? Well, first of all, I resent the word slow dribble. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, I, um, but it's interesting you ask that because um, Buck and I, we talked about this very thing in the way that the play affected both of our, you know, our careers, uh, the way people see our careers. And um, this is what people always want to talk about. They don't want to talk about anything else. And we do feel like, initially we did anyway, that you know, we were kind of like being, uh, you know, unappreciated for the, what we have contributed to the game and to our, you know, organization. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, you know, we're part of history yeah. and we, we can't deny it, we can't run away from it, so we just decided to just embrace it. And he had over 2,000 hits in his career. Ooh, yes. he, he, was, he was a pretty good player. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think that um, if I had my vote, you know, He's the guy, guy you put in the Hall of Fame right. because of his, what he's done consistently over his career. Um, you know, I think like 2,800 hits and just an ungodly amount of doubles. Um, you know, just, you know, you know, he's been in the MVP board, I think, a couple of times in the All-Star. This guy has done it all, you know, and for people to diminish his career uh, on one player, I think is, is kind of sad, um, but, you know, it's part of what we do. 32 years later, how many times have you watched the video? <laughs> Actually, once. What? Actually, I've only watched that video really? once. Really? One time? I watched the video once. Oh, come um, on. Seriously? I, yeah, I only watched it once. Um, Buckner and I were at, we were doing a TV show with Bob Costas. Right. Was the host, and we were analyzing the whole, the game. Right. We said we watched pretty much the whole game. 
And that's the only time I actually sat down and kind of just watched the video on how things unfold. Now, I've seen little clips, but right. actually sit down and admire my handiwork <laughs> more than <laughs> once. If the ball as it goes through his legs, you beat it out? Yeah, I think Buck, now we had that conversation as well. And I think we both agree on, on the circumstances where he was playing, his physical health at the time, um, the speed of the ball. Uh, everything was in my favor, so yes, I thought we'd beat it yeah, out. Let me go back to that night. So it's bottom of the 10th inning yeah. of the sixth game. Boston scores two runs uh, to go ahead five to three. Mets had won 108, 100, by 114 games. Yeah. What were you thinking coming into the dugout from the field that if you go to bat at the bottom of the 10th? Well, actually coming into the field, I, I felt pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. It was only after the first two outs that right. things looked really, really, really bad. That's really what Keith and, Keith and Wally, because look, we have two of our best guys, you right. know, on base guys. We, we right. figured out, you know, things are going to happen here. Um, but when they made outs and things didn't look good, and uh, we just pretty much thought that we'd blown it. I was sitting in Davey's office that night. I think Daryl Johnson was there, and Keith might have come in here to his bat. And I said, what the heck am I going to tell them? What are we going to tell the press here for all this stuff? Can't <laughs> be wrong. Teams hated us back then. Right? No they, they hated the Mets. They hated us. Hated us. And, and I think that was part of what made us good because we love rubbing in their noses. Yeah. Right? We just love rubbing their noses in the fact that we were good. A, a bit arrogant. I, I'll admit that now. I wouldn't then, but I, we were a bit arrogant. But uh, we were a good team, and uh, sometimes it's fun to be hated. When did you first get, you know, so Gary uh, starts to hit two strikes, one strike left. Yeah. Then uh, uh, Mitch gets a hit, yeah. and Ray gets a hit, yeah. and then you come up. What were you, when you came up to bat tight, what were you thinking about? It's five to four. Well, well, first of all, I, I had to really um, kind of change my attitude because, listen, Gary got two strikes. Okay, things weren't looking very bad, and he gets a hit. Okay, all right. That's not really time now to start saying right. things are going to change here. Uh, when Mitch gets a hit, okay, things start to look a little better. All right. The thing that was distressing me was that all of them had two strikes. Right. So how many times can batters get two, two strikes, strikes and right. get hit? Right. That just don't right. happen in baseball. But then Ray gets two strikes, and, um, you know, I'm still like, okay, all right, it's got to end at some point, yeah. so might as well end here. And you get two strikes. And then, well, first of all, I had to, I didn't think I was going to get a chance to even hit. Right. And right. then all of a sudden, now I got to go for a bat. I got to change my whole attitude now. Now I got to go from we've lost it to I got to do something. Yeah. Right. Um, but I get two trick strikes, which is nothing odd for me. I have them a lot. Right. <laughs> I have them an awful lot. And um, I was just battling, man. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about the crowd. I wasn't thinking about being a hero. I was just battling. And um, things kind of worked out. After the wild pitch and, and uh, uh, Mitch scores, right, after the wild yeah. pitch, you're up to your, it's tie score. Did any pressure come off a little bit? Did even if you make out or struck out? There's still another inning. Jay, you have no idea. When that wild pitch came, it was like the world just, I couldn't lose, man. You couldn't lose. I couldn't lose. Yeah. I was playing with house money, yeah. <laughs> you know, at that point. And um, it just made things a lot, lot easier. I still wanted to do something good, right. but I wasn't worrying about making the last out at that point. When you hit the ball, what were you thinking as soon as you made contact? Jay, when I made contact, I say something you want me to say again. I really did. Yeah. I say, so I'll admit it, I say some stuff that I normally wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, because, no, first of all, it was a pitch that I, I had pretty good success hitting that low pitch, right. particularly low middle end, most left-handers do. 
Uh, but man, when I rolled over that pitch, man, I'd say, I did. I'd say to Jay, I would. I, I'm not going to I can't say it, but I said it. I did. You said it? I said it, Jay. I said it. But not only that, when I hit it, it was like slow motion. The ball was taking so long to get where it was going. Right. And when it went between his legs, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I said it again. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was great. You know, people don't remember, you know, in, in game seven, uh, we were actually losing 3 nothing yeah. in, the, in the sixth inning. Yeah. And came back. What was about this the team that could bounce back after all this stuff. Jay, be honest with you, um, we were down three three runs in game seven, but no one really was concerned. Right. It, it was amazingly different that no one was really concerned. And I remember looking in into the Boston dugout, and their faces were not happy. No. And they just didn't look like they were leading. They looked like they were behind, you know. And um, they, were just, they just had that defeated attitude on their faces. And I think that made it so much easier for us because uh, somehow we we didn't know we were going to win in game six, but we knew we were going to win game six. You remember after game six, they had to sign up in the scorebook. They flashed it. Yes, they did. The yes, Champs, you know, they you did. Know. Do you remember Mookie in spring training, maybe if my memory's good, that Davey gave a speech. He said, not only were the team's going to win, we're going to dominate the season. I, I think it was in spring training where he gave a speech to the team. Well, you know, I, I think it's manager's job to motivate players. And coming off of, you know, 84 and 85, um, that wasn't a hard speech to make, to be honest with you. We, we were pretty good. I thought we actually had a better team collectively um, the year before. But when David made that speech, um, it wasn't surprising to anyone. And everyone bought into it because we all knew that we had a good club. We had to stay healthy, of course, right. but we knew we had a good team. And um, David, to stand up for a manager's step and be that bold with it, though, it was, it was great. There were a lot of different personalities on the team. Oh, Jay. Straw. And I, I think that what surprises people is that a team with that many different personalities right. was able to, to gel and, and have one common goal, which is re really ran yeah. with the egos and stuff in, in, in this game. But um, that team was amazing. And I, I think that was, and I tell people this all the time, if you go per player, there are probably some teams that were better. Collect, they were right. better, but they weren't a better team than well, that team was. Well, you agree one of the big things was this four-game sweep of St. Louis in April? Yeah. I mean, no that, question. That, that, that set the tone. For no, me. no, no question, because we know St. Louis has been a thorn in our right, butts for right. the longest. And, yeah. and I, as a matter of fact, I saw Wiley Herzog a, a couple of weeks ago, and it brought back old memories and stuff. Yeah. And um, it was a Did you got cork bats or stuff? Oh, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Walking people on intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a lot of gamesmanship going on yeah. when we played St. Louis, but um, they were just a fantastic organization. Let me backtrack two seconds. Yeah. The, uh, pe people took, how crazy do you think the plane ride from Houston, back from Houston was? Jay, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. It, it was crazy. But you, you know what was funny? was that it was crazy, but we all had our families yeah. on the plane. Right. So it wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't guys getting out of hand with just unruly language and stuff. Right. Because we all had our families. Now, I admit, the, the plane was a little dirty. Yeah. A little yeah. dirty, okay? Yeah. But come on, we had just beat yeah. Houston in a phenomenal ball game. I mean, the airline should give us a pass on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think we worked it out. They did. We worked it out. Yeah. Everybody talks about the World Series. In the, is, uh, game six yeah. in the, against Houston. Uh, we're losing 3 nothing yeah. in the ninth inning. 
Nepper is pitching a shutout. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks Mike Scott was scoffing the balls. We don't want to go to game seven. Yeah. You've got a big triple in that inning yeah. to keep it going. What were your thoughts about, you know, about that game? Well, know? game six in Houston to me was the game of the century. I mean, this is, even though I did not want to face Mike Scott because we had so many guys who were just, they were already gone. Their minds were gone just the thought of facing Mike Scott. But the fact that the game was so long and just so, there was so much pressure on that game. I wanted the game to end even right. if we had lost yeah. because I had nothing left. What Mentally, you, there was nothing left. What did you think when Hatcher hit the home run in the 14th inning to tie the game? It's not so, it's, it's, we had a chance to just end it right then. Right. Hatcher hits the home run and then it's like, Okay, I thought it was going to end there, yeah. but it didn't. My heart could not take another day like that. Almost did in the 16th inning. We get three runs in the top of the inning. <laughs> they come back with two. I know. And Jesse strikes Kevin Bass out. Yeah, well, you know, I, there again, that was a game that anything right. was possible because I, we, there were so many ups and downs to that ball game. You know, I, I, I can honestly say that's the only ball game I wanted to end. Great. So when we get back to the dinner tonight with Bill, who, who's going to pay? Well, I, I don't know. Usually we kind of we kind of split, split it, but every once in a while, since he's in New York, I may treat him. Maybe a nice steak or something. No, we're not going that deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's go. The question I, I've been with the Mets a long time. The question I always get is, uh -huh. how did Mookie Wilson get his name, Mookie? Really? Jay, now you asked me this question some thirty years I ago. I did. I you did. asked me this question. You said what I've been telling people is probably wrong. Yeah. That as a kid, you couldn't pronounce milk. Right. And he would say, and your mother said, he would say, I want yeah. milk. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. And, they, and they, that's not true? Now, Jay, I want to know how you came up with that. I think I might have made it up. I think you did. <laughs> I don't know how you, but I don't know how I got the name. I've had it all my life. Really? It means absolutely nothing. And I'm the only person, I think, in the world that had it until the non-recent couple of guys got it now. Yeah, it's pretty good Mookie Boston. Yeah, that's a pretty good name, I'm telling you. That yeah. name carried, man, that yeah. bag a lot of miles in that name, yeah, man. Yeah, it did. But anyway, uh, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know how I got it. Um, well, as a matter of fact, when I was in high school, I hated it because kids would pick at you, you know. Everybody else's name is Bubba or Bobby or something like that. Here come Mookie, what a big deal. All right. Well, you did good by the name. You did, you did the name proud, man. I, I tell you what, um, it was a name worth having. Um, it became a personality more right. than, than anything else. And, um, you know, I'm proud to be called Mookie. Yeah, I'm proud to be your friend all these years, too. Jay, you know, we've been yeah. all together a long yeah. time, haven't we? Yeah, we both got a lot of I were how we did it. How did I, we do it? I have mirrors for me. Mirrors? <laughs> Wait, talk about mirrors. Jay. <laughs> I'm good. Good thanks for coming. Jay, it's today. been a pleasure, Your man. Old friend. We know you. I've known you my entire life. <laughs> It's yeah. been an eons at the gym. Jimmy, when you see Buckner tonight, tell him I, I want to thank you for getting my only World Series ring. <laughs> Make it as possible for me. Tell Bill, <laughs> tell Bill Jay says thank you. He might throw it back at you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good guy. Thanks, All right, Jay, thank thanks you, for coming man. by. Appreciate it, man. Work's not work without you, baby. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. All thanks, right, man. man. Thanks, Mook. Thanks for tuning in. You can get more of the amazing Mets on my podcast on Mets.com. Uh, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.